Greetings. This is one of the voices of our podcast, Samuel Jones, and we are excited to bring another podcast your way. Today, you may notice that our audio sounds a little different than before. Because of COVID-19 and for the safety of all of those participating in this podcast, we decided to go virtual and record remotely. Please note that the audio may at times go in and out or sound a little choppy, but we promise you This content can be life-changing for you and your marriage. On this episode, we're spending time with a Cascade Campus couple from Ada Bible Church. This is Together. This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways that marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Here are your hosts, Samuel Jones and Dr. Kelly Bonniewell. So, hey, Samuel, how are you? What have you been up to? Hey, Kelly, what's going on, man? I, uh, you know, it has been a, uh, a wonderful weekend uh, for myself. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm coming down from the, the weekend and uh, me and my wife were hanging out the other day and uh, we went up to Baldwin, Michigan, Baldwin, Michigan. Hmm. Yeah, that was uh that was quite interesting. Uh we were Baldwin, Idlewild area as you may as you may or may not know, that is an area that used to be um a what they used to call Black Eden, meaning that there would be tons of celebrities, African American celebrities that would come and use it as kind of a resort and um have property up there and and so we were up there just kind of seeing what has happened since the uh 60s and 70s and uh we went with a group of friends very and cool it's really nice so at least that was how my weekend went how about yourself kelly yeah things are going well uh big big weekend for us because our oldest son josiah is getting married so yeah. we are driving over to the east side of the state to get them married ah and so uh, we leave tonight. So we're going to stay in a hotel tonight and then get up and do a wedding. Nice. Second one this year. Nice. Uh, our youngest son, Micah, as you know, was married about six weeks ago. Wow. That's uh, I remember you telling me about that. I said, man, both your sons are out the house. Both your sons are married. I'm kind of jealous. Like I have a whole daughter who's only nine <laughs> months old. I have about a, a lifetime to go since I have a daughter. So. Fun for me. Yeah, you're just <laughs> beginning the journey. <laughs> so, Samuel. Yes, sir. Uh, as we've talked about before, our podcast is basically incorporates three parts to it. Uh, first is uh, just some trainings for mentors and marriage mentors. And then a second segment is interviewing professionals uh-huh. in the community who are counselors. And in the third segment, which is, I'm, this is probably my most exciting thing that I think we're going to be doing, and that is interviewing couples. Oh, yeah. And uh, very excited to interview uh, the couple we're going to interview today, a couple I know very well. So a little bit, and we're going to introduce them here in a second. Uh, but uh, Jim and Jane Ryerson. Uh, Jane, I've worked with Jane for. I don't know, probably six years. And then I became friends with Jim uh, because of Jane. And now Jim is one of my favorite golf buddies. So, uh, Jim, Jane, welcome to the podcast. 
you. We're excited to be here. Yeah, it's good to be together. Awesome. So uh, what we're going to do, Jim, Jane, is uh, when we interview couples, we're just going to basically go over just some key questions with each of them to kind of open up and learn more about their marriage and their relationship, their family. So to begin, um, kind of in terms of bio, first, tell us, uh, and Jane, why don't you go first, tell us a little bit about yourself, like who you are, uh, what's your family dynamic, what do you like to do, uh, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Sure, I can do that for you. Um, Jim and I have been married for 39 years. We have Mm. daughters who are grown, all married, and two of these daughters have given us some wonderful grandchildren that are so much fun. Almost more fun than the children themselves. Yeah, remember that, Samuel. (laughs) So um, they keep us pretty busy. We we enjoy some traveling. We enjoy, well, we used to enjoy eating out and traveling, but we've been pretty much homebodies for the last eight months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Right. It's been fine. <laughs> going better for me than him. <laughs> That's true. I used to travel like 180 days a year, so it's been interesting. Mm. I bet. Jim, and who are you? Jane's husband. <laughs> oh, good answer. <laughs> great answer. Good answer. <laughs> So all of those male listeners, Jim answered correctly. No, exactly. really. Who, who who are you, and what do you do, and what are your interests other than uh, in golf? Wow. Okay. So probably well, it's about eighteen years ago. I left the corporate space and started a business to basically train salespeople and work with companies on sales process and sales techniques. And so I've been doing that for the last 18 years working from home. So the COVID scenario was not a big adjustment other than now Jane's also here in her office, Mm -hmm. which is just adjacent to mine. Mm -hmm. She gets to hear my rants and raves. And whistling. whistling. That's right. Apparently that (laughs) is not acceptable. So I have, yeah, my joy of whistling is limited to when she runs errands. Okay, that's funny. So Jane's not a whistler. Uh, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. That would be an understatement. Jim, what do you like to do other than golfing? And uh, Jim is a very close competitor of me, and we've had a lot of great battles on the golf course which most of them I've lost to. Uh, um, I was getting ready to ask who has uh, the uh, winner of the overall series, but you just answered that question. So, <laughs> Yeah, Jim definitely does. Uh, but uh, and what else do you like to do with your free time? No, it's a good question. I mean, I, I love what I do for work. It's a lot of fun. I you know, enjoy it immensely. So really, it's been the grandkids. I mean, we, we're fortunate in that they all live within an hour, and three of the four grandchildren are within about nine minutes of us. So pre-COVID, I would, you know, anytime I wasn't traveling, I would just go grab one or two of them, and we would just go hang out, go grocery shopping, go to the pet store. It's just 
I was very busy traveling a lot and working hard when our kids were young. So this is kind of an opportunity to really hang out and, and pour into them. And it's just been a great season. Other than that, you know, I don't paint like you. I don't mm-hmm. do football like Samuel. So it's really just, yeah, I do read. Jane got me into reading about three decades ago. And so I do read. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's about it. And I'm a pretty simple guy, really, in terms of what I do. Yeah, think of it. It's got alliteration to it. You're into golf and grandkids. Yeah, that's exactly. cool. Oh, it's oh, nice. good. It rings. Well, when I get to my to that phase in my life, that's basically what I hope uh, for to to be a great grandfather and and uh, so yeah, that, that sounds very uh, fun to me. It's a lot. So, so to jump in because I've known you guys for a while now. I know a tiny bit of your story, uh, but. Uh, I would love, we would love to know just like, how did you meet? Uh, what was this? A, was this a slow, uh, did the, did the relationship slowly evolve or was it kind of quick? What attracted to you to the other person? And then after you were dating, like, what did that look like to where, you know, where at some point you came to a decision, oh, I want to marry this person. Mm-hmm. So kind of just basically, I mean, you guys have been married 39 years. Wow. That's incredible. Wow. And uh, just want to hear kind of that early history of how this Jim and Jane Ryerson thing began. <laughs> we're sitting here kind of laughing about that. Um, we were very young, right out of high. I was right out of high school. Jim was, he's a year older than I am. But um, it, 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 we did not hit it off in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we met through some mutual friends, mm-hmm. and um, we had kind of a nice first conversation, first meeting. But our second date was a huge flop, and I kept thinking, I just want to go home. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-oh. We were out for dinner, and if you can think of all the things in a scenario of eating out that would go wrong. Everything would go wrong. It happened. Um, it, it just was a disaster. The, the conversation was awful. The, anyway, anyway, it's wrong. I have to say that was not a good experience. I got home, and I thought, Oh, no, I've got one more date with this guy. Because I closed at the end with the next step of, you know, let's get something on the calendar. Uh-oh. So I ha- I thought, how am I going to get out of this next date? It was going to be like a couple weeks later. Right. And we were going to go out with another couple. We were going to play racquetball and mm-hmm. then go out for pizza. And I could not come up with, how am I going to get out of this? So I went. And we had a very nice time. A lovely date. And we dated ever since then. <laughs> that is amazing. I didn't know that part of your story. So oh. kind of A, don't be careful about judging a book by its cover. There you go. And uh, maybe even uh, when you are dating somebody, because again, you guys have been married 39 years. So right. uh, uh, maybe give, maybe. Maybe give a person a second chance. That's great. Uh, so where did it go from there? 
we dated for about about two and a half years, and you know what really attracted me to Jane, other than just you know she was beautiful and she was like the yin to my yang. She was very patient, um, very thoughtful. And uh, when I say the opposite of me, it's not that I'm not thoughtful. And but but she's just was so kind, so laid back. And it was just a real welcome, a welcome departure from my frantic pace, if you will. So mm-hmm. we dated a couple years, and then we got married. Actually, you turned 21. Right. She turned 21 on our honeymoon. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we were young. We were yeah, very young. Very young. So that's that's basically that first step. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And Jane, what, uh, what, uh, what, why were you, what, what were you attracted to in terms of Jim? And what kept you got, going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what kept you going after you kind of learned? Never actually okay. heard this. <laughs> well, I, I tend to be very quiet and very, I, I enjoy my own company. Jim brought a whole nother element to that. He, um, he was fun. He had ideas, things to do, places to go, and I discovered that was kind of fun. So, yeah, it, we did. We had a good time together. We laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. We, um, yeah, we had a really. It was a. It was a fun. Frankly, it's a been fun, fun all the way through. But I mean, right. it's uh, okay, yeah. The, right. the, the dissimilar, the dissimilar trait, uh, which is what I think attracted us in the beginning, uh, is what always causes some challenges down the line. Mm. So that was Absolutely. the other thing we learned through the 39 years is to really understand each other and what what modifications I need to make and vice versa. Yeah, that's awesome. And again, in, in terms of the podcast, we're going to do a very, very deep dive on this in terms of a episode, but most uh, most couples who get married for the very first time are polar opposites. Yeah. And that's a very good thing, which we'll explore at a later time. But you guys are very, very different from one another. And in that sense, you complement one another really, really well. So where, um, Jim, where you're weak, uh, Jane is strong and vice versa. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But that was a process that that certainly, boy, for the first half of our marriage, I don't think we even really realized that that was what was playing into the whole relationship thing. We mm. would fight against each other, kind of not like screaming fighting, but just had different ideas and different thoughts about how to approach things. And we didn't really know how to communicate through that until Jim got involved with starting his own business and coming across these um, Assessment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so truly, you're right. It's, it's, it was half of our marriage. Right. Because if it's 39 years now and it was 18 years ago, that, and back when we were young, they didn't have, you know, pre marriage. No. I mean, I remember no. a pre marriage guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we didn't have pre marriage training. While certainly these types of uh, devices or assessments or evaluations existed, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So it wasn't until about 
about 18, 19 years ago that I was using it for business. And I said, hey, why don't you do this? And man, when it came back that we were polar opposite. Right. We both looked at it and went, well, this explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just by chance, uh, did you all take a what's called a disc assessment? Yeah, yeah. that's exactly that's what, what it was. was. And yeah. I just I use it for you know from a business selling standpoint, sure, purely. But that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Okay. I, and just to take this question a little bit further, uh, can you just tell our listeners what you were on the disc, if you remember? Uh, I am one hundred percent I, seventy nine percent D. 22% F and 3% C. <laughs> Dane is 100% F and 90% C. Uh. And about, I think it was 12% I and 1% yeah. C. Yeah, I mean, literally, you can't. Uh, I show people this in living color, and it's like, any questions? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you know the percentages. Yes, that that, that really tells me that you use the disc a lot. And again, okay. uh, we're, we're going to do a deep dive on the disc and how it can dramatically impact your marriage in a future episode. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to ask one more question. Uh, and then, Samuel, why don't you ask a few? Sure. Um, I want to stay with this theme of personality. Do uh, do a little bit deeper dive how that practically looked in your marriage when you had to navigate these differences in personality with each other? Because again, you guys are very different in personality. Yes, we are. (laughs) Probably the move. You want to talk about the move? Yeah, I can talk a little bit about the move. We um, moved to Cleveland and um, that was when we moved, we, our girls were like 12, 10 and so we upped from an area that we both had been born and raised in. Our girls were raised up until that point there. Grandparents were down the street. Cousins were all around. And we moved about 300 miles away, which didn't feel like a lot. In fact, I was excited to go. Um, but then the reality set in when we got there, and it was like hitting a brick wall for me. Because I thought, oh, this isn't going to be that big of a deal. We'll get the girls all settled in their new schools. And then I'm going to go find and get involved in the things that I was involved in back in Grand Rapids. And so I I went to the school to get, you know, volunteers, a room mom or whatever that job is. And I was told that, oh, you know what? We're all set right now for this year. So thank you. But um, maybe maybe we'll just keep your name on a list. Okay. So then I thought, I'll do the church. So we were attending a church at the time, and I went in and said, hey, what, you know, I'm like Sunday school or um, help with whatever. It was vacation Bible school. Was the one. And again, the same thing was, you know what, we're all set. Thank you for offering, but we're good. Mm. And it took, I was crushed. I, I had nothing. I'm just, I would sit home during the day when the kids were at school and Jim was at work and just bored to tears, which takes a lot for me to get bored and um, wondering what, what did I, what did we do? What, what am I, what am I going to do going forward here? And it took about a year. We were sitting in a, a class for 
parenting of some sort at this church that we were attending. And there was a gentleman a couple of rows ahead of me, and he raised his hand and he said, we are here, my wife and I are here, because we just moved to the area and we've got two middle school kids that we are struggling to find our spot. And I looked at Jim and I said, I think we need to talk to them. Which is what we mm. did. I mean, at the end, when the meeting was over, we literally climbed over oh, the yeah. stairs, it felt like. Oh, it was great. And introduced ourselves. They were from Florida. Yeah. And we just started talking, and then we said, let's go get something to eat. Right. And then we met through them. We met another couple and another couple, all of whom were transplants. Mm-hmm. And the other, the other thing, too, is that, and this is quite often the case with one or more of the spouses in a business move where you get moved or relocated by your company. Um, I had, I had, I mean, the, the move was for my job. And so I was absolutely immersed from the morning until I went to bed with the job. So I had a built in social network of people in the workplace. I had mm-hmm. lots of things to do. And so I would come home exhausted. And remember, this was before we really understood about our, our different uh, behavior styles. So I really wasn't aware of her needs. And she probably wasn't seeing that this was fine for me because I was busy as can be. And it was a, it was a tough season. And had it not been for those other couples, that breathed into her life and then began to give me, I kind of began to level out. And that was about the time when I made the decision that I wanted to leave the corporate space and start my own business. Mm -hmm. And then within a year is when we, we stumbled into the assessments and that's when we really started to go, you know, wow, we, we need to, I need to give you space, but at the same time, I need to hang out with you. We need to do some fun stuff together. Uh, plus, there was the, the spiritual side. Can you talk about that? Right. Um, during that time that we were just starting to meet all these new people, I was invited to a Bible study of, with Bible Study Fellowship. And that was my saving grace at that time. Oh, yeah, that was huge. Yeah, I was welcomed into a community and just loved on, and I needed that so desperately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was it was so good. I mean, if you fast forward 10 years, and this happens a lot with BSF, if you know anything about Bible Study Fellowship, is if you find guys that are in the men's version of BSF, you're like, hey, how did you get in BSF? Well, my wife. Oh, it's always, always the first words are always, well, my wife. And mm-hmm. Jane had been going to this, and I would watch the amount of work that you would do. Well, I was in the... I was leading children, the children's part of it. So, yeah, there was a lot more work than what a typical attender has. But even just, I mean, it's a fair, I mean, it's like every day you are studying God's word. And she would say to me, you know, Jim, you may want to think about this because now that you're not in the corporate space, you know, you could get into a group. And I'm like, I don't have, I do not have time for that. Fast forward, I joined when we got back here to West Michigan, um, 
I taught children, which is hilarious to begin with. Yes, it is. And <laughs> I taught children, and now, you know, I can't, I can't imagine what would have happened had we not done, you know, run into that, you know. But it, it was just a great example of how um, a Christian circle can just really change your whole perspective mm-hmm. on how you're looking at your situation. And um, that just, we it's funny because those that group of friends that we met in Cleveland, no longer, none of them live in Cleveland anymore. They're scattered all over the country. Sure. And we still get together occasionally. We still chat. We still keep up with families. And they are just such lifelong friends that um, we made there. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's just great. And that, that was really the first time we got into a small group. We've done some small groups before, I guess. But this was very different. And it's because they were living through the same issues, life phases. That was that was really huge, and I don't know if that's where you, you were hoping we'd go with it, but that no, no, that that was really beautiful, and you know, again, it this really illustrates uh, that story is illustrates uh, how much we desperately need community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely, oh, yeah. definitely. I, I I think in that too. About what year was that for you all in your uh in your you know thirty plus years of marriage? Around what time was that for you all, Jim and uh, Jane? That we um moved to Cleveland. Yeah, and that you kind of found that circle of trust and support. Oh, that circle of friends. It was in well, about two thousand. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So twenty years ago. <laughs> okay. So that was kind yeah, of we went through. We went through that two thousand. The millennium. Millennium. Remember the new? Yeah. Y2K. Y2K. We went through Y2K and survived. We did. Wow. So you were in your teenage years of marriage for the most part, it sounds like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, you know, even thinking about maybe a couple, um, you know, who maybe is just getting married. um, If you can even go back to your first maybe couple years of marriage. Um, We have a lot of listeners who are both seasoned marriage, uh, marriage partners who've been together 20 and 30 years. But then we have a lot of couples who are coming into Ada who are are really young, um, you know, in their early 20s where you all got married and and trying to navigate life. And they're just getting going. Uh, Maybe can you talk about a little bit about maybe a challenging season, even when you first got married and just some some pieces of that and what you learned? (laughs) Oh, baby. (laughs) Um, there's i there's a line i'll use with people and i'll say i am a human doing jane is a human being Mm. and how many what was it it was like a year into our marriage marriage that i was out doing something in the yard i was always like moving shrubs he was moving bushes yeah okay so i was which didn't need to be moved most likely but (laughs) I was doing something and I came into the house and keep in mind the house was like maybe, yeah, I was saying like maybe 900 square feet. There were two bedrooms, one, two bedrooms, one bath and a living area. And I can't find her. Hmm. And I'm like, the heck? I mean, did I lose my wife? <laughs> and I'm like shouting, Jane, Jane. And again, in the house, you could hear her from any point and she's, she's not there. And then I, hear this this noise in a closet as I was walking down the, the little hallway going, Jane, Jane? 
And I open the door and she's there <laughs> clutching, clutching a book. It looked like Anne Frank. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, what? I'm like, what's going on? And she goes, I didn't want you to see me reading. And I'm like, that was one of those moments. I'm like, what? She goes, well, you're doing all this work. You're out there. You're so active. You're doing all these things. And I'm just reading. And that was really hard for me because I'm like, oh, man, I have really failed to to connect with what's important to her. And, you know, that was the start of a conversation around, and that, again, we didn't, we didn't understand the behavioral styles back then, Sure, but that was it. I mean, you did right. life differently. And, and right. I worked all day and wanted to relax. He worked all day and wanted to move bushes. I couldn't figure it out. I thought that was kind of odd, <laughs> but we, Kind of, I let we kind of came to an agreement. You, I go read; he can move whatever bushes he wants. <laughs> and 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 or you know, actually, I go running, or I do yeah. this or do that. We're busy. And, and yet, that became, you know, one of the things that when we are coaching young married couples yeah. is, and even people that have been at it for a while, maybe beginning to find some distance, so they want some conversation, or what do you suggest? A big part of it is, you know, what do you do together that you like to do together? Like, what are mm-hmm. some really enjoy? So I, in that season, I remember challenging, and I said, um, mm-hmm. you pick a book out. Like, I did not read at that point in my life, ever. And I said, you pick a book that you think that I would like, non-business related, and, and I, I commit to reading. And it was great. And since then, I mean, if you, unfortunately, we're not, this is a podcast, not a video. I mean, we run, we have run out, we have built bookcases in our house because we both read so many books. So we kind of found that common ground. I mean, I, I picked up what was important to her. Now we, we have a little book club kind of thing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn how to be a little more active also. we I remember that we did a lot of biking back then. We had right. we went, got to bike. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she, she became more um, spontaneous. There you go. That yeah. word was not in my vocabulary. Still a little faded back. <laughs> <laughs> we have to plan her spontaneity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, plan know. her spontaneity. Yeah. I think that's so that important. could be another right? podcast. Yeah, but I think that's so important. Like, Kelly, I remember you and me talking about how important it is for you to not only love your spouse, but to like your spouse. Right. And and, and that mm-hmm. is to like the things that you do together, to, to explore and research and find out what you do together. Because in those times and places where it's not so loving, you know, and I say loving maybe in the place of just maybe a phileo context, but there's those spaces where like you have to learn to like who you're spending time with. And sometimes that's navigating what you all like to do, shared interests, you know, things that you enjoy doing together, like Jim and Jane, where you're reading or, or different pieces like that. And so, you know, that, I think that speaks to that early infancy of marriage when you're too busy trying to take care of business or you have different personality pieces or sometimes those things clash. Um, But on other times it also speaks to the aspect of, being able to grow in unity together. And I think that's important in what Jim and Jane are, are illustrating for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Jim and Jane, I guess if you if you like you could give uh just a encouragement to 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 couples, you know, maybe in their early infancy or maybe those couples who are in their teenage years, you know, what's what's one positive you would encourage people to to explore in their marriage or what is one thing you would say, "Hey, do this." For your marriage in regards to, you know, you're young, you're trying to figure things out. This is like a word to the wise. I think I would, one of the, one of the things that of course we've found that has really helped us in our relationship is to learn what makes your spouse tick and to really pay attention to the nonverbals, the, the actions versus just how, not so much the actions, but anyway, just figure out what they like to do and even though that might not be what you really like to do join them for a little bit and then kind of do a little give and take well when people you know when you first get married and i've I've only seen a little bit of some of the research and writing from the professionals but there's this statement that for the first couple of years you're just so in love that it's almost like blind. You just can't, you're just so happy to be together. You're, you're so excited about it. But then the kind of the newness wears off. So to that point about figuring out what he, what makes each other tick, it's like really start to do your work even before marriage to understand, you know, background history. I mean, we both came from a very similar families, very similar upbringings, uh, same spiritual backgrounds, but that's not always the case. And so mm-hmm. understanding where you came from. I mean, when we, when we do the, the marriage mentoring program for newly married, you know, they, they go through a significant amount of, um, what that, I guess it's, it's like an assessment, but the, the essence of it is just capturing their story. Like, where did you come from? What's been your experience with your family, friends? Right. And then sharing that with each other. And then being very intentional about, you know, if you, remember the five dates thing? Right. Would, when did, how long ago was that? That was a couple of years ago when we did a group on that. Um, yeah, the five, <laughs> the five dates was basically an, an effort to get couples, especially young couples, who have been married for a while, to really go back in and talk about your story, what what makes you tick, what what gives you joy, what gives you energy, what are some of your fears, and get couples talking again about, you know, basically, who are you and who am I, and how are we going to bring those two together as we meld together into a marriage. So that's another another helpful anything you can do to figure out what your what is your story. And um, kind of chat with each other about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Sure does. So on that note, I have uh, two more questions. And uh, the first one's kind of an easy one. The second one's a little bit harder. Uh, the first one is uh, you guys are our uh, marriage coach at Ada Bible Church. So coaches oversee the the marriage mentors, uh, work with the campuses and connecting mentors to people who want to be mentored. Uh, first question would be, what are you, what, what excites you about that? I love the idea of 
younger couples, as Samuel calls them, teenage couples, mm-hmm. they, they would reach out and just ask for a little, not necessarily help, it's just some encouragement, just some, um, how do we get a little better? We got a good relationship, how do we get a little bit better? And to be able to pair a younger, or a, yeah, a younger married couple with one that's a little more seasoned to just be an encourager. It's not to fix anything. It's not to to straighten the younger couple out or anything like that, but just to walk alongside and to just breathe life into them um, spiritually, um, emotionally, and just mm-hmm. be that encourager that um, that comes alongside. Mm-hmm. That and we do. We do start with, you know, that behavioral styles piece, right. their background, right. kind of their their history, their family history, where they come from. And oftentimes, at least when we, we unpack that with the couples, there's a bit of like, oh, I didn't know that. Wow, that's interesting. Especially when you get to the behavior piece and we can talk into it because that that's why I knew the percentages between Kane and I. Because a lot of times, while they might not be polar opposite, there are there are dissimilar behaviors, and so we can share our firsthand experience of how that impacted our marriage, and then give them some to dos, if you will, to navigate that space for whatever their dissimilar traits are. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So final question, and I didn't, we didn't tell you we were going to ask this one, so uh, good luck. Uh, <laughs> um, you guys have been married 39 years. I've been married 26, and uh, there are different things Julie and I are doing now to work on our own marriage. We're not, we're not finished products yet. Uh, we'll never be a finished product. There will always be things to work on. Uh, my question it would be, uh, right now, looking ahead, what are you working on now as a couple? And then uh, what, what are you looking forward to in this next phase of your life? That's a lot of questions, Kelly. That's more than one. That's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much is different right now because of COVID. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I hate to date stamp this podcast with that word, but um, at the end of the day, couples are having to hang out together, and, and sometimes that's not a good outcome. So we've been, and it's impacted our lives too, in terms of okay. So what are we going to do? We have we have some time, so we've been really doing a lot of soul searching around the marriage mentoring piece and getting more actively involved in that. And what we've, at least what I've concluded and what we've talked about is a healthy marriage, it demands, it requires two people that are healthy. And what I mean by that is just right to the point, if you have a strong relationship with God, if you're, if you're in his word, if you're, if you're praying personally, want just you personally, and you have a good relationship with Christ, that's gonna that's gonna make the the relationship with your spouse, who if both spouses are doing that, the relationship's better. 
right. Mm-hmm. So we've been... There's a lot of common ground when you're both in the Word and then individually. And then you come back and you kind of chat about what you've been learning, what you've been reading and kind of things. So there's a lot of... That brings a whole other dimension to a relationship. Right, because we can't, we can't gather in groups. So, you know, Ada Bible always talks about the row, the circle, the chair. The chair piece is critical individually so that you, when you come together, you and your spouse, you're on kind of that common platform and have conversations around that. And then, you know, one day we will get back together again. There will be small groups. And so we're trying to stay a season ahead of that and put a little more effort into, okay, so what does marriage mentoring look like? Yeah. When couples align with other couples that are maybe going through the same thing or have experienced it a season ahead, you know, a number of different variations. And um, and we have a lot of energy around that. So we're spending our our COVID time, if you will, in the evenings just talking about that. Got a couple of books that we're reading on that topic mm-hmm. and podcasts that we're listening the to. Podcasts we're listening to. <laughs> and, uh, we we talk more more now than we have at any point in our marriage. So, you know, in our case, the fact that we're stay at home together has actually been very good for our marriage. And I know it's not the case for some of the listeners out there when they hear this. And I would just encourage them, get back into the chair, start to talk to your spouse about what you're going through, what the challenges are. Don't don't go isolate. Instead, you know, have it draw you back. And, and if you need some coaching, that's where mentors come in. Jane, uh, uh, great, great answers. Uh, in particular, Jim, I really like when you said, you know, that both people have to be healthy. And, and that is like a key, key theme of uh, the podcast. Uh, but Jane, we also want to offer people resources. What are, what's a book or two or a podcast that you and Jim are, are listening to or reading? Oh, let me think. What are we reading right now that, or have read? We just, we just did that program. <laughs> we, we just did the Complete Guide to Marriage Mentoring mm-hmm. through the um, Ferrets. We did that online. That was, mm-hmm. that was for, for us. But as far as books go, um, the five love languages are are great. Mm-hmm. I've been reading. I've been reading a lot about how to uh, how to deal with dizziness. Mm-hmm. The one that I've read most recently was, and it, actually, Kelly, it was your recommendation: uh, the ruthless the ruthless elimination of hurry. Remember that, mm-hmm. John Mark Comer's book. Yeah. So I've I've been going back through that and a, and a couple other we have we have a lot of books laying around but we are in uh, office right now where the books are not. So give us a few minutes we can go through. <laughs> no, that's great. That's a that's a couple of great resources. The parrots who are parrots. like really uh, key people in terms of talking about marriage. You can get any one of their books, and I, I know those will be helpful. And as you guys know, as Jim and Jane, as you know, I'm a huge fan of John Mark Comer. So. Very good. Great, great. Well, Jim and Jane, I just want to say 
number one, thank you for being our very first <laughs> uh, couple mm-hmm. and guests on together with myself and Dr. Kelly. Uh, I think your your countless years of experience, your 30 plus years of marriage, the the wisdom that you all bring for every phase, you know, of marriage so far has been so helpful, not only for me, but I'm sure for our listeners, um, um, no matter where uh, where you come from. And so uh, just for Ada Bible Church and those who are checking out this podcast for the first time, again, we just encourage you to keep coming back. We'll have different guests, different couples, uh, counselors, as well as uh, individuals who can just speak from their years of experience in marriage. And uh, uh, again, thank you, Jim and Jane. Uh, until next time, uh, we'll have some more. Uh, Kelly, any lasting words that you want to give or speak to our audience? No, no, just again, Jim. Bang. Thanks. Hey, you guys yeah. were amazing. Have fun this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we will. Thank you. Awesome. Have a great day. Thank you, too. All right, see you all Have later. a great one. Thanks for listening to Together. We hope that you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries, or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, email us at care at adabible.org.